You're listening to episode three of How to Sweat Less with your host, Megan Cameron. Welcome to How to Sweat Less, the podcast where we empower you with insight, inspiration, and humor on your journey to sweating less and loving yourself along the way. Hey, welcome back. So today in episode three, we're talking about the fear of sweat, how we recognize it, why we have it, and what we do about it. So let's start off by defining sweat. What does sweat mean? Well, if you look it up on Google, which of course I did, sweat is defined as excreting moisture in a visible quantity through the openings of sweat glands. And sweat's main function is to control body temperature. So awesome body, when we get too hot, our body sweats, excretes water, therefore going out onto our skin, evaporating and cooling us off. That's what sweat is. And every normal functioning body sweats. So a healthy body sweats. And normal sweating is caused by heat, exercise, emotional stresses, hormone shifts, fevers, like illnesses, and eating certain foods like spicy foods or drinking hot beverages or caffeinated beverages. And our bodies are so cool that they keep us from getting too hot. So we're not boiling from the inside out. Yay, bodies. So cool. And this is important because... This is, I'm talking about the facts of sweat. And if a person doesn't have experiences in their life that make sweat mean anything other than what I just talked about, then to them, sweating is just sweating. But what happens when you have a fear of sweating? When sweating isn't just the body's way of cooling itself down. When you sweat so much that it affects every part of your life. It affects the way you view yourself and see yourself. It affects the things that you can and cannot do. It affects the way that you live, essentially. And then what do we make sweat mean? Is sweating then just what our body does naturally? Or is it something that is holding us back? Something that we should fear because of the experiences we've had when we sweat? It's very interesting how we can all see sweat in a different way. And sweat is defined factually as all the things that I mentioned that the body does. But what happens is because of the experiences that we've had with our sweat, It's changed the way we think about it. And then sweat becomes the problem. So instead of it being a way of cooling down the body, it's now given so much more meaning because of the experiences that we've had with it. So now that we've talked a little bit about sweat and why we sweat, let's talk a little bit about the volume of sweat and what makes it excessive and what makes it a problem to the person experiencing it. So the volume of sweat a person produces really depends on a bunch of different factors, but the fact still remains that humans sweat. If you have a healthy human body, you sweat. And how much we sweat is subjective. 
And this can be, you know, related to body size, age, muscle mass, health status, your hormones, anxiety, depression, emotions, basically, and even your fitness level. So why do we develop a fear of sweating? Because of what we've made sweat mean, as I mentioned before. When we define fear, it's it's irrational perception of something. So, and it's very real, don't get me wrong. Like it is very real. Almost to the point of, when I think about it, fear can become like a phobia of sweat. You could have a phobia of sweat, which is no different than having a fear of sweat. So if I am afraid to sweat, but I can't control how much I sweat, Imagine what that does to your mind. Imagine what you make that mean in your mind and how you feel like you're out of control, that you have no control over what your body is doing. It's very powerful. This matters because if we've developed a fear of sweat, then we've probably also developed a lack of trust in our body, a lack of feeling like we have control, and also a whole lot of emotions around sweating. And these are based off of our experiences and our thoughts about sweat, which come from our experiences. All it takes is one, one negative experience that can cause you to completely change the way that you see things. And a great example I have is you're at a party. You start to sweat for, you know, any reason. It could be any reason. You moved your body or you are thinking or because you had a hot drink. And then somebody makes a comment, just it only takes one, one comment and says, wow, you're sweaty. And then your head just goes off in a thousand different directions as to what they meant by that comment. What you made it mean when they said it, what sweat means from now on, how you need to act in a certain situation, how you need to maybe avoid parties in the future because now you you sweat out of control because one person made one comment based on their observations. That's it. But because it was a statement that made you believe something about what you thought about yourself, it made that experience something that is impressed in you from that point on and changes everything for you. So because somebody said, wow, you're sweaty. One person can look at that in a per- and perceive it and think, that's true. I am a little sweaty. I didn't know that I was sweating. But for a person who sweats a lot and has had so many different thoughts in their own head about what sweating means and what they think about themselves because of how much they sweat, then that one sentence, which is all it is, is just a sentence that came out of someone's mouth um, that you might have believed is true, has now changed how you perceive yourself and what you do in the future. It has in, like it is stuck in your mind as something that happened, something that is a truth. And from here on in, that's something that you remember next time that you have a similar situation where you're going to an event or you're going to someone's house or um, you're drinking a cup of tea, like anything. It just 
stays in there. And if we think about it in the perspective of not even sweating, um, say you, this is a great analogy that I heard about a snake. So let's say you have a negative experience with a snake and that negative experience could just be that it got too close to you. So now you have this experience that your body went through and that your mind you visually saw with this snake. And then in the future, because you have this experience and then this negative emotion that went with it, it stuck with you. You didn't allow yourself to go through the emotions, allow yourself to feel what your body was experiencing. And it stuck with you. When you see a snake in the future, you remember that experience that you had and that feeling that you had. And then you act in a way that was triggered by that feeling and that thought, whether you want to or not. It just naturally is happening because of what you experienced in the past or what you made it mean right now. You had this experience with a snake and then you see something in the future that looks like a snake, but it's say it's a rope. You see this rope, it reminds you of what happened with this snake And then you actually are reliving it all over again. The same feelings, the same emotions, all the same things that you experienced, even though it's a rope. It's not a snake. You see what I'm getting at here? It's totally a different way of looking at the way that you see sweat. This is why when you sweat, things become a vicious cycle. If you sweat and then the thought that you have about the sweat causes you to feel anxious, then what happens is your body is reacting by sweating. And then because you are sweating more, you are getting more anxious and having more thoughts causing more anxiousness and causing more sweat. You see how it just keeps piling on top of itself and you can feel honestly like you have no control over what's going on. And it's totally not your fault. Like it's just, it's what our minds do. It's what we're used to, right? We haven't been taught any different. And then the other things that happen on top of that, there's so many other things, but if you look at it from the perspective of your nervous system, When you're feeling anxious, you're not feeling necessarily like you're safe. Your nervous system is like, okay, what do I do now? I'm I'm freaking out here. And you go into like that fight or flight mode, which causes what? Causes the heart rate to increase and causes the body to, you guessed it, sweat. So all of these things are happening kind of behind the scenes all because you thought about sweat in a way that made you emotional and caused the body to react in a way that made you sweat. So all of these beautiful things that are happening that are 100% natural because it's what our body does, but we fight it. That's the problem. We fight against it. It's like, well, this isn't natural. This shouldn't be happening. What's wrong with me? And then we make the matter worse and worse and worse. And then we tell ourselves, I can't fix it. I can't do anything about it. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to be around people. I don't deserve so on and so on and so on. And it's all because of sweat. We blame the sweat. But here's the great thing. Sweat is just a fact. The body excretes liquid out of sweat glands onto our skin to help cool the body. And there are some sweating conditions called hyperhidrosis that cause excessive sweating. And we don't know why. 
Like there's, we don't know what causes hyperhidrosis. We do know that it's treatable, but it's hard to get treatment for something when you're so blocked by all the emotions that are coming up for you because of the way you think about your sweat. It's not even an option for you. You, you can't even see possibilities of changing what's going on for you because of the emotions and the thoughts, the emotions caused by the thoughts, all because of sweat. This is really a beautiful thing to learn because what this means is that we can control how we think, we can control how we feel. Therefore, we have control over sweating in one way or another, whether it's through treatment and finding treatments or whether it's through controlling our emotions and monitoring our emotions so that our body doesn't go into that fight or flight or the heartbeat doesn't increase so much that the body needs to cool itself and calm itself by sweating. Our bodies are such amazing things that we fight against them so hard because we think there's something wrong with us when really it's just natural. Sweating is natural and it's just our body's reaction to how we are thinking about something and how we are feeling about something. Here's an Here's a pretty great exercise that you can try doing. This is something that I think people who excessively sweat can really relate to because I know as a person who excessively sweats, I can, is that planning for an event, planning on, say, you're going to your best friend's wedding, you're going to your sister's wedding, you're going somewhere where you have to dress up or somewhere where you're going to be around a whole bunch of people. Now, naturally, those things can be stressful. So we will have emotional sweat because our bodies are going to be anticipating being nervous for one, being nervous because you're going to be around people you don't know. Totally natural. Number two, the experiences that you may have had in the past that have caused you to have a negative experience and feeling from sweat, from either a comment that somebody made about your sweat or a thought that you had about your sweat just from yourself, from your way of thinking about it. So you're going to a wedding and you know that you're going to have these emotional things come up and you know that your body doing what it does best is going to sweat. You can choose ahead of time how you want to feel and think about that situation, which is so awesome. You can choose when you meet somebody to have a thought that serves you. So if you're going to meet someone new, you can think, I'm meeting someone new. What a great opportunity to experience who this person is or something something that makes you feel good, makes you have a positive feeling that does not cause the emotional stress, and then therefore causes the body to sweat. And this works really well for people who have that emotional sweat, which is all of us, all of us. But when you look at the people who have something like hyperhidrosis, where you just sweat, that beautiful sweat valve is just turned on randomly without notice, you can control how you think about that. So you may not be able to stop sweating completely, but you can stop how much you sweat in reaction to the sweat. So if you think that I'm going to this wedding, I'm going to sweat because it's what my body does naturally, because even if you do have a medical condition like hyperhidrosis, that is normal for you. It may not be normal for somebody else, but it is normal for you. So it's not something you need to feel 
feel like you need to control or that you need to correct because there is treatments for that that can help assist you to sweat less, especially in situations where you are going to a function or an event. There are treatments for that. Now, you do want to address why it's important to not sweat when you go to these things. For right now, where you have your control is in how you think about your sweat. So when you're going to this function and your body, you have a medical condition called hyperhidrosis. So you are going to sweat. Like these things happen. It's our bodies being our bodies. It's part of being human. So you can, can accommodate for the excess sweating, prepare for the excess sweating, the emotions that that excess sweating is, the thoughts that you're having about that excess of sweating. You can choose ahead of time to think differently, feel differently, and then the body's response will be different. There won't be the excessive sweating nearly as much as there was before. There won't be the emotional sweating nearly as much as there was before. So then you can control how much you sweat and then you can control how you think about that sweat, what you make that mean about you and what you make that mean when others comment on it. Because the only control that you have is how you think and how you feel when somebody says something or when you do something or when somebody else does something. Sweat is not the problem. Sweat is just what your body is doing natural. We make it the problem by the way that we think about it and the way that we feel about it. I reiterate, your exercise is when you are going to go to a function or when you think about going to a function, practice just thinking about going somewhere. What comes up for you? What are your thoughts about going somewhere? What are you thinking your body is going to do? What are you thinking about ahead of time? And how is your body reacting? Is it sweating more? Is it sweating less? And just be curious. Start there and see what comes up for you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, head over to empoweredbysweat.com for more information about our coaching, community, and clothing.